watching online, we want to say welcome. Glad you chose to spend your morning with us as we worship the Lord this morning. It's Communion Sunday. We'll be having communion toward the end of service again today. And uh, we just want to welcome any first-time visitors in the building. Any first-time visitors here? Raise your hand right there. Good to see you. Glad to see you. If you need anything, you can come see me or any of the ushers, and they'll uh, help you out. Logan will help you out. She knows everything around here. All right. Anyone else new? All right, online, if you're first time watching, glad to have you here. We have several things we want to uh, uh, talk about this morning. Again, is how you can stay connected with uh, our church and how uh, stay up to date with things that are going on. If you notice in your bulletin, you'll have this QR code. You just scan it with your cell phone. If you're, if you're 50 and over, you may not care about this. <laughs> uh, under you you can scan it and it'll bring you to a quick link to all the different things we have we have a cfc website a facebook page a prayer request which is for private prayer requests it doesn't go public uh, then we have a prayer wall uh, that uh it's actually posted on online that you could go so anyone could go online and read your prayer request so understand that when you put it up there but also, we, we do encourage, and I'm going to talk about that a little later this morning, is to go there every day and see what needs or people are putting up there. And there's a little button that you've, you click pray, and it, it counts, adds up that somebody has prayed for that need. Uh, you could go online and listen to past sermons online. You could give online, and there's also a YouTube channel that you could uh, uh, follow. So, so please subscribe to all those that need subscriptions, like all the videos, and help us get the Word of God out there. Amen? Amen. Amen? Okay. Also, uh, New Generations Children's Church, uh, ages 6 through 11, will be premiering their morning service tomorrow night. They switch from Sundays to Monday nights where they play their videos uh, of their service. They actually are having full services on Sunday morning with us, so if you have kids, come on out, bring your kids. Uh, we, ha we have child care available from nursery on up. Amen. And so next, what I need to announce is next Sunday, ready or not, next Sunday you need to spring forward. Daylight savings times begins. So right now, at this time next week, we would already be an hour into service. So uh, <laughs> you got to wake up, Saturday, remember on Saturday, put twice as much coffee in the coffee pot for Sunday morning. Get it nice and strong. Amen. So don't be late for service next week. Amen. If you're late for today, you're going to be really late next week. <laughs> Amen. So I want to encourage you for that. And also next Sunday, we're going to have our annual CFC business meeting at 2 p.m. So if you're a church member, you have active church membership, you have your certificate, you're invited to attend the annual church business meeting. That's at 2 p.m. next Sunday. Uh, also, my Sister's Hearts book club will meet March uh, Monday, March 22nd from 5.30 to 8 p.m. Uh, there's flyers on the back uh, tables in the foyers for any of the ladies that uh, want to be interested in meeting in their book club, you like to read, uh, get in touch with them. It, it has all the information there. Also, water baptism will be Wednesday, March 31st, 2021, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, if you want to be baptized that night, I, I'm asking everyone to refill out uh, their water baptisms forms. We have several people that 
couldn't make it in the past over the, again with COVID last year we had a lot cancellation things so if you want to be here we want to know how many to prepare for please fill out a new uh, application there on the tables in the back uh, for water baptism and uh, turn it in before then so we, we could know how many to prepare for amen and also as long as COVID numbers stay down which they're doing good uh, on Wednesday April 7th we'll be we'll be starting back with prayer youth and uh, uh, kids club so uh, just want to remind you for that as of right now, we're going to be going ahead with, uh, on April 7th, beginning our Wednesday evening services again. We just want to say happy birthday to anyone having a birthday today. Anyone in here having a birthday? Be today or this week, should I say? Between now and next Sunday. No birthdays? If online, we want to say happy birthday to you. Anyone having an anniversary between this Sunday and next Sunday? Who? Tim and Aliska? What are we having, birthdays or anniversaries? Well, it's like neither one of y'all want to admit it. <laughs> what, what's going on with okay set up Tim and Aliska marriage counseling <laughs> how many wait, how many years Aliska 15 feels like 20 huh? yeah. <laughs> happy anniversary to you guys happy anniversary to anyone watching online that you're having an anniversary amen so at this time we're going to get ready to receive our morning tithes and offerings uh, as we begin today Amen. First of all, we just want to let you know which ways you can give. If you're not here, the first way you could do is um, simply mail it in, Post Office Christian Fellowship Church, Post Office Box 1427, La Rose, Louisiana, 70373. Or you could go on the website and give online at uh, welcometocfc.com. Go there. We also now have available that you can text to give. So remember this number. It's in your bulletin. What you do is you save that in your... It, I, I told Sister Wendy jokingly, I said, uh, instead of me trying to explain how to do this, I'm just going to say, ask your grandkids. They're going to tell they're gonna, They can tell you how to do all this. But you save that phone number like you do a regular uh, person's name that you want to text to, so that way it's always in. You can save it as text to give. And when you pull up, send a text, it'll send you a link to the giving app, and you just fill it out from there. Amen. So if you, if you text to give, know, know about that stuff. I don't have to explain it to you. If you don't know about it, you're probably not going to use it. Uh, I, I write checks still. I'm, I'm still old school. So. <laughs> Amen. So just want to uh, let you know all the different ways you could give. All right. So uh, before we uh, take up the offering today, I just want to make a special announcement and give you an opportunity if you want to give. Uh, one of our two air conditions in Children's Church went out and... Um, one air condition keeps up during, you know, this time, but in dead heat of summer, before we get to summer, uh, one air condition can't do it back there. So we, we have uh, someone who's willing to change it out brand new for $4,600. Uh, so we're trying to save money for that. So if you would like to make a special donation toward uh, that, just uh, on, on the thing here, you could write, in other, just write air condition. Don't write new generations or anything like that. Make sure you just write air condition. We know what that's for. If you give online, we actually have a, a, a thing you could put uh, that says air condition. So if you want to help donate, uh, I got the first hundred dollars, so I already started. So uh, we only need 4,500 now. Uh, so uh, if you want to give, you could do that. Amen. So uh, again, we're going to be collecting over the next couple of months. Uh, so if you would stand to your feet as we just uh, want to read our scriptures this morning about giving. 
Numbers 23, verse 19. This is a good news translation. says, God is not like people who lie. He is not human who changes his mind. Amen. Whatever he promises, he does. He speaks and it is done. And Joshua 1.8 says, Be sure that the book of the law is always read in your worship. Study it day and night and make sure that you obey everything written in it. He says, then you will. Notice you have to do something first. Then you will be prosperous and successful. You see, a lot of times we want the prosperity and being successful, but we skip the first part. You have to do it, God. And again, that's kind of what we're talking about today, living a life of wisdom, doing things the God way. Amen. So take your offering in your right hand and repeat after me. Say, as I give in today's offering, I stand on the reliability of God's word. God's word is perfect, trustworthy, and supernatural. It is God's voice into my life. I believe that God's promises in the scriptures are for me, and by faith I claim them. I will manage all my resources according to your word, O Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So what we're going to do as Aliska begins playing on the keyboard, we've got three baskets across the front. If you just make your way out your seat and place the offering in your basket, in a basket, and then make your way back to your seats. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. Also, uh, to let you guys know, in the, if you ever come in late that you're running late, we also have, a, I call it the birdhouse in the foyer that you can drop it off after service if you want, uh, adjourn as you come in. So as I call the worship this month, March 2021, uh, we want to uh, read out the message paraphrase where it says this. I bless God every chance I get. Think about it. I bless God every chance I get. So here's your chance. We're going to bless God with our praise and worship this morning. Here's yes, a chance amen. to do. He says, my lungs expand with his praise. So I want you to just breathe in deep. Expand your lungs. Now, if you brush your teeth, let it out. Okay. <laughs> But do you know that's the breath of God? God gives us every breath. Yes, we are amen. not guaranteed another heartbeat. Every breath we take, we need to thank God for. It says, I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, I don't care. Hear this and be happy. And verse 8 says, open your mouth and taste. Open your eyes and see how good God is. Blessed are you who run to him. 
Worship God if you want the best. Worship opens doors to all his goodness. Father, we just come to you this morning. Father, we come to give you praise, Father God, for the things you have done in our past and the things you will do in our future, Father. But we also come to worship you for who you are, for you are a holy God, Father God. And we stand uh, at your feet this morning, Father. We come to kneel at you in your presence, Father God, to worship you this morning. We invite your spirit to be in this place, Father God, in Jesus' mighty and precious name. And everyone shouts, Amen. Let's worship the Lord this morning. for me. 
Come on, just lift your hands and just jump in. Your worship is your greatest weapon. We worship with weapons unseen. Come on. Nothing defeats the enemy like your praise and your worship. Sing it out. Well, 
you down. He's the only one who's not going to fall back on his word. He's a promise keeper. He said it. He's going to do it. He's going to fulfill it. I know you've been waiting a long time. But his ways are not our ways. His timing is not our timing. His timing is perfect. Down to the very last second. His timing, His ways are perfect. There's no other word for it. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. Perfect. It's perfect. His ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. His timing is not your timing. Cause his ways are so perfect. He's not changing his mind. He's made up his mind. He said he's gonna do it, he will fall through. Cause he's God, he's still on the throne. He is God, all powerful. It's just who you are. But your greatest breakthrough, your greatest days ahead are getting in your time and worshiping Him. It's your greatest, your greatest breakthrough 
in your times of Him, your worship. Your worship is your greatest weapon. Your greatest weapon to defeat the enemy. Your greatest weapon to your mind and the thoughts that try to barricade and lie to you and tell you the opposite of what God has told you. Your worship is going to break through. It's going to break through. The walls are coming down. I declare the walls are coming down today. They're crumbling today. The walls are coming down. I declare victory in this place. I declare victory is, it's yours. It's yours today. You've got to reach up and grab it. Victory is yours today. Oh, the ground. 
as we dismiss our kids, three, four, and five, to their class this morning. <coughs> Amen. I hope I can talk. I lost my voice singing all the blood. <laughs> I was going, oh, oh, the blood of Jesus. There's nothing like the blood of Jesus to set us free. Amen. Jesus paid the price. Amen. Nothing like it in the world. Amen. What good is it? To gain the whole world, but lose your soul. Amen. Amen. How many of you glad to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Good. How many of you's not? Okay, we got everybody. <laughs> Amen. We're going to continue and conclude a message I started last week uh, called Proverbs is Wisdom for Daily Life. <laughs> Amen. Wisdom for daily life. So if you have your notes, you could go ahead and take it out. Um, how many remember uh, what it was, the ice bucket challenge that went happened a few years ago? You remember you, they would challenge you, um, Team Gleason uh, from the Saints, Exponent, how did uh, what was, was the ALS challenge? Yeah, uh, that you dumped the ice bucket on your head and then you would challenge somebody else. Uh, well, last week I started the Proverbs challenge. So if you accepted the challenge last week of reading one book of Proverbs uh, every day this month, which it started Monday was the first, there's 31 books in Proverbs, and uh, that's what we're kind of looking at this week and and last week. Uh, I ask that you would read one a a day throughout the month of March, which has 31 days, so that you'd get through the whole book of Proverbs in that month. How many of you have accepted that challenge? You should be on Proverbs 7 today. Uh, read, read that today. I want to encourage you to keep doing that. But now what I want you to do is like the ALS challenge. I want you to say, look, I accepted it. Now I'm challenging you to do it. So, you know, get someone to do that. Uh, challenge them. Uh, just a, a quick uh, thing about Proverbs. What we're studying about is, in other words, it's, wisdom is living God's way. That's what it breaks down to. Living the way God wants us to. All right, and so the book of Proverbs, you're going to notice the first nine chapters 
is if you could, would have an overall theme to it, it's telling you the importance of gaining wisdom, how important it is for you to get wisdom. Then when you get from chapter 10 to chapter 31, it's almost like, I call it bumper sticker material. Every verse is like a one-liner of good stuff. You can make a bumper sticker out of every, from chapter 10, verse 1, all the way to the end. Each verse is its own little nugget of wisdom. All right, so it's it just good, good to read. And so I wanted to encourage you and challenge you to do that with me uh, this month as we, uh, again, go through uh, uh, this book of Proverbs. Again, we're not doing uh, any way of verse by verse, even chapter by chapter. We're just doing a, a broad overview of it. And I'm, I'm going to review a few things from last week uh, on your first, the front page is something that you could probably post on your refrigerator and keep as a reminder for this because this is how many of you know we want to get make it to heaven but we need help to make it today through today right we need help to make it through this life that we're living now and that's what that's what I want to talk about today so let's just go to the Lord in prayer as we get started this morning father I just come to you today and father I just pray father God that your will be done here this morning father God that your word would come forth from my mouth father Father, I pray that every eye be open to the truth of your gospel this morning. I pray that every ear be open to the truth of your word. I pray that every mind could comprehend your word this morning, Father God. And most of all, I pray for every heart, Father God, that it be softened, that your word would take root in each and everyone's heart, Father God. And we thank you for that. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone says, Amen. <coughs> Amen. I'm going to take a sip of water here. Maybe I won't sing so loud next time. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I, and I don't even know if that classifies as singing. I, I, say, I tell everybody my singing is like a joyful noise to God. It may be an irritating noise to you, but it's a joyful noise to God. Amen. But as we <clears throat> began this uh, study last week in Proverbs, I just want to uh, continue with what I didn't have time to get with last week. So if you notice on the very top this is still from last week and reason i'm going to go over this again is because it's important for you is the foundation of everything we're going to be talking about so today that you understand this uh, c.s lewis had made this statement the human history is the long terrible story of man trying to find something other than god that will make him happy uh, the history of man. Do you know? Do you realize of that whole Bible? Uh, when you look, close the Bible, that it only took the third chapter before man decided to be Frank Sinatra. Do you know the world's full of Frank Sinatras? Yeah, the older people know why I'm saying that. But he, Frank Sinatra was famous for a song, "I Did It My Way." Right? The world is full of people who want to do it their way and do things their way. And that's what we, we need to realize, that you, there's God's way of doing it, which is the only right way. And then there's our way of doing things. Amen. So, uh, again, it starts with that. So let's look at uh, Proverbs 4-7. Again, wisdom, in a, uh, if you wrap it up, is living God's way the way God intends everything to be. Proverbs 4-7, wisdom is supreme now that word wisdom also translates as skillful living living a life skillfully in other words living a life the way god intended you to live 
All right, how many of you know that even though we don't agree with God, he's right? See, not everybody believes that. <laughs> you see, God's right all the time. We talked about that last week, and we'll talk about it again a little bit today. But God is always right. We, the enemy wants you to think different. The enemy always wants you to question God's word and God's authority. Genesis chapter 3. Did God really say that? He surely didn't mean what he said. And, he, and we reason ourselves into walking. We know what God said, knowledge. But we don't walk in what God says, which is wisdom. Knowledge is knowing something. Wisdom is applying the, applying the knowledge. In other words, walking with God. So it says wisdom is supreme. Again, it's, it's everything. I, I use it as an example of a pizza. Right? When you get a supreme pizza, it comes with everything. It's full. So Jesus says, I've come that you may have life, but have it to the full. And so walking a life of wisdom makes your life full. It says, uh, wisdom is supreme, therefore get wisdom. And he says, though it causes everything you have, get understanding. And then <laughs> James 1.5 says, if anyone lacks wisdom... Uh, he should ask God. Now, again, this scripture is not telling you that, oh, I just asked God for wisdom and all of a sudden I'm, I'm going to be the wisest person and everything I'm going to do is going to be right. No, wisdom, that tells you that wisdom comes from God. It's not what you learn here on earth. It's not anything you do. Again, we gain knowledge about so many things that there are so many atheists that know more about the word of God than anybody in this building, including myself. Knowing things is not walking in wisdom. Knowing things is you're smart. You know, you got a lot of knowledge, but wisdom comes from God. So knowledge, I said Last week is, works on the horizontal plane where we, we go in this world, but true wisdom is vertical. It comes from God and is doing things God's way. In other words, this, this scripture in Scott's translation is, if you, if you don't know what to do, ask God and do what He tells you to do. Do it the way He tells you to do it. Again, what does He say? He's already said, gave us His Word. So, Number one is we need to get into God's word, study to show thyself approved, that you know what God's word says. And God will never speak to you or tell you something that is against or contradictory to his word. He never will. The scripture, we use, God's not a liar. God never changes his mind. What we use in, this morning uh, for our offering scripture. He's not man. He don't change his mind. He is who he is. And his word is always there forever. It doesn't change. It says, if any of you ask, uh, lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. <coughs> then we got the words knowledge and wisdom. And I, I explained it last week. Again, if you weren't here last week, uh, go on back online and listen to those uh, Things we explained a lot more. Just if you put that uh, image up there, Nathaniel, of knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge, again, this is the easy way to remember. The first four letters in the word knowledge is know. You know something. In other words, information. I know something. Knowledge informs me about God. Knowledge gives me information about things. Okay, but wisdom it is walking with God. Wisdom allows me to walk with God. Adam and Eve knew they had the knowledge not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
They had that knowledge, but they did not use the wisdom to listen to God. They knew what God said, but they did not walk in what God said. Make sense? That, that, that help you out there. Okay, so that's what it is. Knowledge, uh, and again, I used it last week, speed limit. Well, Golden Meadow was, fa it was famous on the back road. Now they, they raised it up, but it was famous for 30 miles an hour. Now, people knew it was 30 miles an hour, but many people did not use wisdom and go 30 miles an hour. We're all, we're all guilty, and I'm, I myself. When I go on the interstate and it's 70 miles an hour, what you said the cruise control on? 73. Seven, cool, y'all even uh, a little more risky than me. I go 73. <laughs> but what, what happens? We know it's 70, right? We know it's 70, but we hope the cop's going to let us fudge what we know a little bit. But guess what can happen to you? You, do you know going, set, going above the speed limit can make you very famous? This guy's going to pull up behind you with all kind of flashing lights and ask for your autograph. Right? We can know what, a, what something is, but walking in wisdom is doing what the law says. So knowing what's right and doing what's right are two totally different things. So knowledge informs me about God, wisdom is the proper application of God's Word. I know what God's Word said. God said to Adam and Eve, don't eat of that fruit. Wisdom would have been not to eat of that fruit. Okay? So let, let's go on quickly here. I don't want to get stuck in last week's things here uh, too long. But again, it's the foundation for today. 2 Timothy 3.16, this is the message paraphrase. It uh, explains it best to us. Uh, it says, every part of Scripture... Genesis to Revelation, every part of Scripture is God-breathed, God-spoken, and useful one way or another. It shows God truth? No, it shows us the truth of God. In other words, what God says is the truth. Not what you believe is the truth, it's what God says that's the truth. He says, shows us truth, exposing our rebellion. God's word shows. When you don't agree with God's word, you're rebelling against God. That's what it's doing. It exposes your rebellion. And then it says, it corrects our mistakes. In other words, it trains us, some, some versions say, trains us in uh, different things. To, training us to live how? God's way. See, training us to live God's way is training us to walk in wisdom. That's what that's basically telling you. Training you to walk in wisdom. God's word shows me the truth. It shows where I'm, where I'm making mistakes. It, it uh, exposes my rebellion where I don't agree with him. It corrects where I'm wrong again. And it trains us to live God's way, to walk in wisdom. And verse 17 says, Through the word we are put together and shaped for what? The task God has for us. In other words, the life God has for us. So to live the life of wisdom is living the life, the living life the way God intended it to be lived. So James 1.22, how it ties in with wisdom and knowledge. Don't merely listen to the word. Don't merely know that it, the speed limit in Golden Meadows 30. Don't merely know about it, but do it. He says, don't merely listen to the word and do what? Deceive yourself. 
Because knowledge, knowing things, is not walking in the wisdom of God. He says just because you know something doesn't mean you're wise. You may be a wise guy, but you're not walking in wisdom. He says, do not merely listen to the word and you're deceiving who? Yourself. Think about that. You de- you're so smart, you got so much knowledge, but not wisdom, that you even deceive yourself, you think you're wise. You think you're wise beyond your years. He says, but do what it says. And this is where we see in Proverbs 3, 5, and 7. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Wisdom comes from Him. And lean not on your own understanding, what you know, what you believe, your knowledge. Trust in Him in all your ways, not some of them, in everything. In everything God's Word says, you need to submit to it. Because we all know people who, the the Bible even talks about it, that in the end times people are going to surround themselves with teachers that teach what their itchy ears want to hear. It's not what God says. They want to, no, this is, I want my Burger King God. I want, I want a God, but I want him to be my way, and I want him to do things the way I want him to. And what I say was, is right is right, and what I say is wrong is wrong. And if he calls something right and I call it wrong, it's wrong. If, if he says something's wrong and I say it's right, then it's right. That, that's what people do. That, that, that's what's going on in this world today. He says, don't lean on your own understanding. Hey, again, how many of you have ever said, well, how can God... Because they don't understand. Can I tell you something? Thank God he's smarter than you. Thank God he's smarter than me. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Verse 6, in all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. So in other words, if I submit to him, if I walk in wisdom, my path in life will be straight. If I walk in his wisdom for my life, I'll be living the life God intended to. My paths will be straight. Then he says, don't be wise in your own eyes. And I said that means simply, the well, the way I see it is. It says, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. God doesn't care how you see it. You better care how he sees it. Amen? Oh, I got no amen. Can I, online, can you give me an Amen. Type amen. Amen. God doesn't care how you see it. He is, you better care how he sees it. Because that's what counts. So, Proverbs 26, 12. Do you see a person wise in their own eyes? In other words, full of knowledge of, of things here on earth, but in their own eyes. It's not walking in the wisdom of God. He says, there is more hope for a fool than for that person that thinks they know it all. Now, we talked about four people found in the book of Proverbs. And I want to just go over them real quick. If you put up that uh, graphic for me there, Nathaniel. This is what we talked about last week. We went into detail and more. Now, I want you to understand these are four types of people, but reality is you could take this down to every decision you make in life. Am I, making a, 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 we can't, am I making a wise decision? Am I making a simple decision, a foolish decision? Or my decision is on mockery? Okay, and this is, this is what it deals with. The first person found in, in Proverbs it talks about is the simple. And the simple we talked about last week is the inexperienced. 
When a child is born, he knows nothing. He knows, don't know how to speak. He doesn't, it doesn't mean he's not smart. It's just he hasn't experienced that. He hasn't grown yet. And a lot of times when it talks about the simple, it begins to talk about the young, the inexperienced, that hasn't learned anything yet. Simple, you, you don't know what you don't know yet. What, what you, this is what people need to understand. You see, the 13 and 14-year-olds think they know everything. If you've been a parent, you probably agree with that. You know, when you were 13 and 14-year-old, you thought you knew everything. Right? But soon you come to learn that, well, you know what? I didn't know what I didn't know back then. What I was thinking back then, it was wrong. Now I see it totally different because I've experienced more. I'm not thinking in a simple manner. Uh, the next person it talks about is the fool. Uh, again, the simple, the curious time as, as you gain knowledge and experience in life. Uh, and I always say, I always remember back in eighth grade when we had civics. Uh, in eighth grade, and, and when they said, well, you know, to, to be United States president, you needed to be 35 years old. And I was just, that's ridiculous. Why you have to be so old? That's crazy. They're almost ready to retire. Now, if a 35-year-old would run, I'd say, I don't know if you got enough experience, you know, going on thinking about the different things. But the fool is the next one who knows knowledge. It, it has the knowledge knows what to do. Adam and Eve walked, uh, acted foolishly in the garden. They knew what it was said to do, but they'd done something else. Okay, knowledge is knowing what to do what's right, but you let your emotions and things make the decision for you instead of the truth of God's Word. That I could compromise God's Word because of emotional feelings. Um, I use the uh, analogy of with food. You know, I know what I should eat and shouldn't eat. I know at night, at 9 o'clock at night, when I want a big glass of milk and uh, uh, something very sweet that I shouldn't. I know it's not healthy for me, but sometimes I act the fool. And I make a foolish decision. I know what I should do, but I let my emotions, my flesh get in the way and I make the wrong decision. Now, again, the problem with that is, is the cure for that is usually some type of tragedy happens. A heart attack, right? How many people, after, after they have their heart attack or all these things, all of a sudden, oh, you know what? I need to lose weight and exercise. <laughs> Mark's raising his hand in the back, right? What, what usually happens, it usually takes a tragedy, some kind of major crisis in someone's life, in a fool's life, to make him realize, you know what? I better get back on the right path. I better do the right thing. Uh, the next person found in the, in the uh, book of Proverbs is the mocker. The mocker does not believe the truth, rejects the truth, and not only do they reject the truth, they don't want you to believe the truth. And they'll come, at, uh, I explained last week when we used scripture about this, that if you try to correct the mocker, they're going to jump all over you. Uh, correcting a mocker is like going up to a big hornet's nest at your house and saying, you're not supposed to be here, and pishnicking it. Guess what? You better be a, a, a run fast because they're coming after you. The mocker does not, the only hope for a mocker is God has to change their heart. You see, they, they don't agree with God's word. They don't believe God's word because, uh, you know, this, that, and whatever. They're right. They don't care what anything else says. They, they're right. And that mocker, only God can cure that, that person. 
And the fourth thing you find as you read, and the reason we're going through this again, it's as you're reading through the book of Proverbs, you'll see these four names come up uh, again and again. The wise is living God's way, living what, the way God wanted you to do, uh, intended you to. So that's, that's what uh, the mockers are. So again, with these four uh, people, it says, but I need you to understand that these are, could be broken down to everyday decisions or areas in, in our life. It, like I just talked about, I mentioned about health and with your food. So every decision you make dealing with your health, we, all, we, we tend to make foolish decisions, a lot of us. We know we shouldn't have it, but we eat it anyway. All right? But, you know, you could do that in your social life. You could be a fool. God says not for the godly not to marry an unbeliever. But, oh, but you don't know how cute this person is. Right? We know we're not supposed to, but we do it. The crowd you hang around. I know they, I, I, I kind of do things that I shouldn't do when I get around this crowd, but they're my friends. You're acting the fool. If that person's pulling you away from God instead of you pulling them to God, you're the fool. You need to walk away. Your financial life, are you living the way God says to with finances? Could I act the fool? Simply, I could not know. I could not understand the, the laws of tithing and giving. Or I could be the fool and know the laws of tithing and giving and reject it and say, no, I'd just rather not. Or you could be the mocker and say, no, I don't. And, 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 and all these things. That, no, I don't believe it. Uh, I could be the mocker in the fool, but I'm not, I'm not that naive. You know, I can say, uh, I'm going to get a good gratin, but before I eat it, I'm going to pray, Lord, bless this to the health of my body. Right? I, I, I'm not naive that I think that that would happen. <laughs> so we understand in all those things. And then, again, quickly last week, and I'm sorry, I, when I was shrinking everything to fit on your paper, I accidentally left this off uh, is the, the three things we need to know about God, where it talks about the fear of the Lord, is that God's an awesome God. He doesn't work in the natural. He ro- ro- works in the realm of the supernatural. He can do more than we can even ask or imagine. God is awesome. And then the next thing we talked about, uh, is a graphic up, is God is always right. Whether you agree with God or not, He is always right. And He will always prove to be right. All right, it always comes out in the pudding. And the last thing we talked about there was that God's holy. God is a holy God. So as we continue our uh, <coughs> study today, message today, I want you to notice the golden text of the Bible says this. And I want you to notice the character. How many of us want to be more like God, more like Christ, more like God? Okay, so we need to walk in the wisdom of God to do that. Not just knowing what God says, but walking in the wisdom of God. And notice what this scripture says. It says, for God so what? Loved the world. I want you to circle that. So we see a characteristic there. God loved. That's one of his characteristics. He loved that he what? Gave. Circle that word, give. Uh, Gave. One of God's characteristics is that he loves, he gives. 
and his one and only son, that whoever, what? Believes, okay, circle believes. Now, God believes in his word, but we are to believe in God's word. In him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So let's think about this again. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And what I want to do is take three of those words. If you put up the next uh, graphic up there, Nathaniel, uh, I want to show you these words. And I even, how many of you like lanyard? Extra, right? Notice these words that are in that scripture. The first three are in the scripture and I added pray. Love, give, believe, and pray. They're all found in the Bible. Now, I want you to quickly go in your mind and look at these four words. And, it, and as you see these four words, and again, in their various forms in the Bible, love could be loved, loving, give could be give, giving, gave, believer, believe, belief, those things, pray, praying, prayed, in no specific order, what do you think is found most in the Bible? Okay, how many, let's do a show of hands. How many of you think love is the, found the most in the Bible? Okay. Next, how many of you think the, the forms of the word give is uh, found the most in the Bible? One? Okay. Uh, the, the forms of the word believe. Believe things. Okay. All right, pray, prayer, praying. How many take that? All right. Brother Tommy, you're our grand prize winner. Nathaniel, put up that. <laughs> uh, oh, well, I was going to say we we're going to get you a pick five at Frank's, but they close. <laughs> you have to be from Louisiana to know what we're talking about there. But look at this. Found in the Bible, now whatever version you go through, you may find a, a few, ver just a little different. But love is found 714 times in the Bible, the variants of love. Give and its worth 2,161 times. Believe is found, and beliefs is found 272 times, while prayer is found 371 times. How many of you realize that we may be missing a part of what God is and a part of what he says? Now, you see, most of you right now are in your mind, oh, they're about to do a financial thing. No, this is not about finance at all. Okay. Didn't God get, in that scripture, didn't God give? He gave his son. Right? So we could have eternal life. It's talking about, and what I want to use the term is a generous spirit, living a generous life, a life that God intended you to. So, intend you to. so if, if give in its forms is used 2,161 times, I think it's something God wants us to pay attention to. Okay? This is not a financial message, although it includes finance, but it includes every area of your life. Living a generous life. All right, think, think about this. Uh, Proverbs eleven twenty four 24 in your Bible says this. This is the message. The world of the generous, talking about a giver that gives, gets what? Larger and larger. But the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller.
Adam and Eve in the garden again. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. They wanted to increase their life. They wanted expanse in their life. They, they, were, they wanted to be more like God, and they chose not to listen to God to do their own way to benefit and get ahead themselves. And they took from the tree of knowledge, and guess what happened? They lost relationship and fellowship with God. Now Jesus left heaven, came to earth, gave his life for the joy set before him. And guess what? Now he's seated at the, the right-hand side of God. You see, giving away your life, every area of your life, is what God wants to do. That's why it says, take a, if you want to be a follower of Christ, take up your cross daily. In other words, he's saying you are bought with a price. You're no longer your own. And let me stop here for a second. That scripture is never to be interpreted that God wants you to take your own life physically. What he's talking about is to surrender your life to him and live and walk a life of wisdom. To live a life the way God would want you to live, not the way you want to. So the life of the generous. Let's, let's move on here. The life of the generous. And, and that's, uh, you put up that next graphic there. The life of the generous. I, I left that blank because I didn't, want you, I didn't want you to already start thinking we were doing a financial message because that's not what we're doing. Now, let me tell you something. If you ended up writing the life of the gorgeous, I think you're thinking about yourself a little bit too much right now. It's the life of the generous. Being generous in every aspect of your life. Why should we be generous? Number one, that we, we see uh, in the, uh, the life of the generous is that they are happy. The life of the generous, generous people are happy. There's something scientists have found that is hardwired into human beings that you're, when you give and you are generous, when you do things for people, it releases I call it a chemical, but that sounds like bleach. <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. It's some kind of chemical in your body that actually makes you feel good. Uh, uh, so think about what this, what this scripture says. A generous person will prosper. Whoever refreshes will be refreshed. A generous person, those, an outgoing person that gives uh, will prosper, but whoever uh, Whoever refreshes others will be themselves refreshed. So if you need a refreshing, be a refreshing to someone else. Again, I'm not talking strictly financially. Somebody may need a hug. Somebody may need you to smile. Somebody may need you to be nice to them. Somebody may need you to just sit down and listen to them. Be generous. Again, I'm going to talk about the offering here. How many of you know that children are usually the greediest? Little children, right? It's me, 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 I, I, give, give, give. You, you, they go play with other kids and, you, and it's like you got a, uh, you know, it's a wrestling match over the one little toy. There's 50 million toys, but everybody wants the one little toy. They want that one. But you know what I find? And, I, and 
Again, you've heard me comment on this many a times. From up here, I wish y'all could have my seat during offering. When I see the little kids come up and give, they don't, the adults, we come up all dignified and we put it in there. The little kids, they're coming slam dumping and that thing. Yeah, yeah, I was all excited and pumped up. And it's like, here's the, you know, he's not saying, me, me, I want this. He's saying, I'm giving to God. I'm giving it to the house of God. I'm, I'm sowing. And it, it just amazes me each time that you don't see a kid come up with a sour face. They come up with joy because there's something about giving. There's something about being generous. Notice Psalms 20, 21 verse 26. It says, some people are always greedy for more. But the godly love to give. Some people are always greedy for more, but the godly love to give. Again, not just financially. Giving your whole life away. All right, number two, uh, about living a generous life, you need to realize they are blessed. People who live a generous life are blessed. We've seen that in the scriptures we just read, but notice what Proverbs, again, B Book of Wisdom says, Proverbs 22.9, the generous will themselves be blessed. For they share their food with the poor. And this isn't just talking about food and things. And the perfect example is that, that, old, that saying that says, the only thing you, you can't give away is a smile. Because they give it right back. You ever notice that? You, you smile and they'll usually give it back. Unless I tell a joke and Michelle don't smile like that. She, she frowns. She don't like my jokes. But, but one of the hardest things to give away is a smile. Because it always returns back to you. The generous themselves will be blessed. Proverbs 28.7 says this. Those who give to the poor will lack nothing. But those who close their eyes to them receive many curses. Again, not just financially. You see someone who needs help. Help them. Did you ever think maybe God let you see that person in need? Maybe they're, they're uh, broke down on the side of the road. And please be careful in situations like that. But uh, they might need a jump start. You know, uh, something like that. But you're going to see many people just walking away. But I want to let you know, if God showed you them, he's probably telling you to go help. Let's go on. Number three. They are re rewarded. So the generous are happy, they are blessed, and they are rewarded. How many of you want these characteristics in your life? You'll have them if you walk a life of wisdom which God tells you to do. Now, again, I'm filling you with the knowledge of God's Word. I'm giving you the knowledge of God's Word, but it's up to you to walk in wisdom, to apply this in your life. Okay? So verse 19 says, Proverbs 19, 17 says, Whoever is kind to the poor lends to the... What do you do? Lends to the Lord. Think about that. You're kind to the poor. God says, you know what? I take it as you're doing it to me. You're feeding one of my sheep. You're, you're helping one of my little ones. That's why our motto says serving God by serving people. 
Because that's how you serve God. What, what, can, what, can, what can we mere mortals give God? Just ourselves. But we serve Him by serving His children. Revelations twenty two twelve, Jesus says this, Look, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me, and I will give to each person, now notice this, according to what he has done. Not according to what he has given as in a financial thing. He's saying by according to what he has done. Now giving financially is part of it. But it's talking about your whole life. A life of generosity. That you are there for whoever needs you. Can we get a better amen than that? Amen. Walking a life of wisdom. So live, live a, living a generous life. As we bring this to a close. Uh, three things that we could easily uh, do is be generous with your time is number one on that first graphic. Now, this is what I want to talk to you about, a couple of things, your time. How can I be generous with my time? Well, first of all, I think you need to begin being generous in your time of prayer with God. Now, God, uh, God I'm kind of busy today, so I really can't spend much time with you. Spend time with God each and every day in prayer. And then what I want you to do is add to your prayer list. You know, so many people say, this is the number one excuse of why people don't pray. I don't know what to pray for. We're going to fix that. Go to CFC, welcome to cfc.com online. Go to the prayer wall tab. And what you're going to see when you click on that, there's a form that you could fill out that if you want to pr uh, put a prayer request up there. Now, once you put your prayer request and you hit submit, just do it once. It's, good. it's hard to tell that it, it, it actually took your thing unless you refresh your page. It doesn't automatically refresh the page. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's because you don't go online. So we're not going to explain it more than that. <laughs> the ones that understand knows what we're talking about. But also, they're going to have prayer prayers that people put on it it says how many days it's been up there so you know if if, if it's been there 50 uh days it, it, you know that prayer you may not <laughs> there but it's going to be chronological order of who's been there and there's a little button that on the side that says pray what you do is you read that person's prayer request pray for them and you click the button pray and it counts underneath how many times it's been prayed for now, again, when I click the, the pray button, it doesn't automatically refresh the page and change that number. But when you would come back or hit the refresh button, it's going to show that someone else prayed for that person. You could pray privately like that for them, or it actually leaves a place that you could leave a comment for that they could see. So you go each and every day in the mornings, in the afternoon, look on that page. Use your time to pray for other believers. Be, live a generous life. Because how many of you know when you, we go through an emergency, we want to start calling people, can you please pray? Can you put me on the prayer list? Can you do this? Can you all pray, 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 pray? But when someone else is going through, we kind of uh, well, feel bad for them. Uh, or this is the prayer. We're praying for you, but no prayer is ever said. Use your time. Be generous with your time. 
Because one day you may need them to pray for you. You reap what you sow. Sow the seeds of prayer into someone else's life so when your life needs prayer, they will re- you will reap the prayer, their prayers in your life. Again with time, an ear to listen. How about, uh, well, well, I'll say this on this. I want to get going here. Second thing is your talent. Okay, time, talent, all these things tie together. Your talent. I want to I work on some, something for you right now. Talent. Everybody look at me. Do this. Okay, let's stop. Do it again. Okay, stop. One more time. Those with the mask, I don't know what you're doing right now. I can't tell. <laughs> I can't tell if you're sticking your tongue out at me. <laughs> Just picking at them. But can I tell you, you know, people, well, I don't have talent. This is a talent, smiling. That no matter what you're going through in life, you can smile and brighten somebody's day. If you've ever went up north, those people don't smile. I'm talking like in New York area and all these, those people don't know how to smile. You, you, when, when we went up there uh, several times uh, telling people hello and good morning it's like they would in the world are you doing like uh, uh, nobody's ever told me good morning and they, and they would smile and it's like but it's like we never hear that down here it's more you know every time I'm at the store I'm, I'm telling everybody hey, good morning hey how you doing all these things do that see that's a talent it takes a talent to do that to smile that you could reach out to other people uh, how many of you got this talent While the younger generation got that down pat. I'm still kind of. And then I got, I, I typed three letters, then I got to erase two of them because uh, they're wrong. <laughs> if you ever get something weird from me in a text, realize I just didn't have these on. <laughs> you know, it'll auto-correct and you send it and then I put my glasses on. Well, what in the, that don't even make sense. <laughs> so... Um, uh, I'm not on anything when, if I do that. It's just I didn't have my glasses handy. But how about this? Notice someone that may be going through something. Maybe someone that normally you sit around in church and they're not here, you know, didn't start coming back. Just say, help. send them a text. Hey, miss you. Hope everything's going good. If you need prayer, let us know. It, and think about this. What it says to that person, and you may even say, let, uh, let's say I'm sending a text to Michelle. What you need to realize as the person receiving the text is God didn't forget about you. And he's using someone else to try to let and let you know that he still loves you. He still cares. You see how you can make a difference? Now, those of you that still have the rotary phone, I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> Amen. Again, I just want to say with, their, with talents, I want to thank all, t- thank, I can't even talk, thank, thank. You're going to thank, thank everybody. Put them in an army tank. Uh, thank everyone, nursery workers working in the back every week, door greeters, uh, ushers, camera, sound, worship team. They're using their talent. Can we give them a hand clap? To serve God. And you know, to use that talent, it takes their time. Thursday nights, the worship team's here. While you're home, 
uh, eating macaroni and cheese and barbecue hot dogs for supper. See, there's another foolish choice, but it's good. <laughs> They're out here practicing, preparing, giving their time for us to usher us into God's presence on Sunday morning. So we want to thank, again, always thanking them. And the last thing is treasure. With your treasure. You, you live a life, a uh, generous life with your time, your talent, and your treasure. Now, when we say treasure, people automatically first think, money. But can I tell you the greatest treasure you have is knowing about Jesus Christ? How many people hold and hide that treasure and doesn't, don't share that treasure with others? And then next, naturally, is finances, that you, you bless God, house, and uh, keep, keep the lights on. How many of you like the lights on? How many like air conditioning when it's hot? How many of you like heat when it's cold? Right? Amen. All that takes finances. And part of what you, you give, again, we're an independent church. The way we stay open is only by what is given here on Sunday morning. So whatever was given here this Sunday morning, we have to make it through next week on what was given. That's all there is. We don't receive any outside help, but we trust in God. God is our provider. He is our source, and He is for you. And the Bible says where your heart is, is there your treasure will be also. So what's important to you is where your treasure is. Is salvation important to you? Are you sharing that with others? Think about that. So as we get ready to receive communion this morning, I want to end with this scripture. Michelle, if you go get uh, Erica and the kids there. Caring enough to share. And let, let's be honest. How many in here are intimidated? It's okay uh, to raise your hand. Intimidated to share the gospel. Okay, if you would. It, let me tell you something. It's a natural thing for everybody, especially when they're a new believer. Can I give you an easy way to start? We don't want that to be the, it for the rest of your life. Uh, as you grow, as you mature in things to share the gospel especially a younger generation, share this message on Facebook, to your Facebook. And if you're, well, I don't know if I want a sermon on my Facebook. Jesus says, if you're ashamed of me on, down here on earth, I'll be ashamed of you up there. So this is a step. And, and I always tell people, you know, I remember my first major step at being a Christian was when I was working offshore and it was to wear a Christian t-shirt to the heliport. That's how weird I was. That I was sweating, wearing, it said the Lord's gym. And it had Jesus uh, lifting up the cross. I was a nervous wreck to wear that to go fly offshore to go to work. But it's, it was a start. You see, it starts somewhere. You got to make that first step, okay? So the first step is simply share to your Facebook. Put it out there. And I purposely end every message with a salvation call because I want to make sure everyone has a chance to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. But let, let, let's look at this scripture here. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4. Notice what Paul says. For what I received... 
I do what? What? What is he doing? He's saying, I'm not holding on to what I receive from God. I'm being generous, living a generous life, and I'm passing it on to you. He says, as I received, I pass on to you as a first importance. The, the most important thing is that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third, 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 third three. There's another word with me. I can't say three, three, it's three. When I was in the Navy, and I'm going to read the scripture again, <laughs> but I'm getting tongue-tied. When I was in the Navy, everywhere you went, you had to give them social security numbers. Uh, that, that's how they identify you. Well, my social security number actually has four number threes in it. So I said, three, what? Three, what's a three? <laughs> I said, three, <laughs> three, three. So tra translate three, three. Right? How y'all say it? Three? Right? That's, that's a Cajun way. It's three. Three. But, but if you listen to it slow, it sounds very weird, and people up north have no idea what you're saying. Is that a letter? Is that a number? What is a three? So, so 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 and 4. For what I received, I pass on to you as first importance. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And as we get ready today to receive communion, that's what communion reminds us of. Jesus says, whenever you do communion, do this in remembrance of me. That long ago he went to that cross and gave his life and died. and gave, He gave himself. You hear me? Scripture says, Jesus says, no one takes down my life, takes my life from me, but I lay it down. In other words, I'm going to live a generous life and I'm giving my life for everyone. And that's what's represented here. You don't have to be a member of Christian Fellowship Church to receive communion with us. You're invited to. We just ask that you be a born-again believer. That, because what, what, it needs to take part in the spiritual world before what you're doing here in the natural. This is symbolic of something that should have already taken place in your life, that you receive the forgiveness uh, of Jesus Christ through his uh, precious uh, body. So if you have not accepted Jesus as your personal Savior, I want to give you that opportunity before we come up and receive communion. So everyone would just stand to their feet. And I just ask everyone online in this building, just simply repeat this prayer after me today, but do it from your heart. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I admit that I'll fall short in many areas of my life and that I am in need of a Savior. And I believe that you loved me so much that you sent your son to die on the cross for the forgiveness of my sins. And I believe that three days later, he was raised to life and is seated at your right hand side. I invite Christ into my life. I accept the gift of salvation that comes through him. From this day forward, I give my life to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
If you would, what we're going to do is ask that you come up the side aisles and then back down the middle aisle. And you, you kind of do a loop like that. So if you would, uh, right now, anybody could come or if just one person wants to come for each family, you're more than welcome. So as Darren, Brother Darren starts the CD, we'll come on up and get you in.
wonderful day that the Lord has made. How many of you are feeling better than when you came in here? Right? It's always when you get in the presence of God, He changes your life around. Amen. God bless you. We love you. Get into His presence each and every day. Amen. We'll see you next Sunday.